It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Buzzer Beater. Thank me later. How we doing tonight? <laughs> wow. Back to I, I am doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah, the buzzer beater is going to hang out for a is that, while. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> All right. Somebody make me an NFT for buzzer beater, eh? Let's make that happen. There you go. Yeah. So welcome to the UpX podcast. This is being recorded on March 11th, 2021. How do we even get to March already? Right? That's crazy. Like almost halfway through March, which is insane. Yeah. And what's insane too is this is episode number 50. Woo woo! Big five zero. Yes, we got to figure out something to do for episode fifty. Big giveaway or something. It's probably we probably should have done that before we started, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> well, I did send a message out like earlier this week. I know, I know. I, I think uh, T Davis threw was going to throw some stuff. We'll throw some stuff in. Don't you have some top shots you want to give away? Um, yeah, for about 150000 a piece. <laughs> Come on, it's it's the big five zero. I think there's... I feel like there's a top shot in your collection that you could give away yeah, as a promo. That's what Come I'll do. Come on. Yeah, you talk me into it. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll give away a top shot moment, and it will be a series one or a limited edition one. Um, that's, so. that's guaranteed money. That's, that's hundreds of bank. dollars. You can just yeah. ask Dizzy who sold his series ones for like <laughs> two and three dollars a pop, and now they're going for a hundred, two hundred dollars a pop. <laughs> Rub it in. I love it. Ah, that's what we do here. If I don't do it, you do it. So I can't let you that's, have all the fun. That's true. I'm glad. Share it. I've been on fire this week. Work's oh. been great. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, you are living up to your explorer this week. That is for damn sure. <laughs> It's been a fun, interesting week in my real life. But anyway, getting into this, we do have the disclaimer that the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Upix podcast are solely those of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, BDAG, and a guest, which we do not have this week, of the podcast and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Me Inc. We are not employed by or provided insider information regardless of what you think about UCM members from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. Done. Brilliant. Brilliant. So this show. But you're stupid. What is Upland? So you don't represent them. You don't speak for them. You're not paid by them. What are they? Upland is a NFT portal that sucks my college, my kids' college fund dry. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is that. That sentence could have gone a couple different ways. It sucks. What? Oh, I was like, man, I'm playing this game wrong. <laughs> no, uh, Upland is a virtual property. It started out as a virtual property trading game that is working its way into a metaverse that will incorporate all kinds of NFTs um, from cars to art to music to even NBA Top Shot hanging out in a house that you build. Um, it's going to be a very 
interesting world where your properties are based off of real world properties and it does have landmarks in it. So you will see famous landmarks and then you can see some crazy building built right next to it because somebody was tripping on shrooms and decided that their building would look cool sitting next to that landmark. (laughs) Indeed. I I can't wait. It's going to be, I mean, the Upland platform, and that's really how I look at it, especially, you know, as an architect, as a software architect myself, like, I actually view the Upland game as a platform for NFTs, for uh, this kind of uh, interaction between users and this digital space, um, all on this kind of really cool metaverse layer, uh, you know, that I can pull up on my phone and, you know, whiz around. I'm excited. Yes, and it's always about being having the ability to be mobile. Anything that's mobile has my interest. Anything I got to sit down to a desktop, done. Right? Try and do a dizzy deuce on any other of these metaverses. Not happening. Not happening. Eh, you could do a laptop and a dizzy deuce. Dizzy deuce laptop? I don't want to burn my balls. My laptop gets hot. I don't know about you. I ain't trying to do that. I'm not even getting, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole of how, yeah, yeah that moving on. Uh, well, the fan and the induction of the fan and then it creates a vortex. It's a whole thing. It's experience i guess so we'll, we'll move on from personal experience <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from personal experience there we did uh want to get outside people's mental model this week and uh break down some uh different things about how we value properties uh what we're looking for we do have four entirely different cities out there now and everything's just and each one is unique to itself they really are like they're they're very quickly creating their own identity, their own markets. Um, it's it's really, I, I think we're finally getting to a point now where there's enough um, different content of properties and things that we have really distinct markets starting to establish themselves. So I'm excited to talk a, a little bit about that. I still don't understand Fresno and the insane secondary market sales that happen in Fresno. Why? They're they're like you you get them dirt cheap and you sell them like you're in San Francisco. Yeah, and I and I think that that's one of the things is you know there is a learning curve um, to Upland, and I mean I think it's really like any NFT thing, and people get this FOMO. Um, I would definitely say, you know, the Fresno FOMO is what happened there. And then especially that was the first value city, right? So, I mean, that was the first city outside of San Francisco. uh, And all of a sudden your cost per up square was just rock bottom. I mean, that was very appealing to me um, that I could own, you know, thousands of uh, up squares for very cheap. Um, since it is tied to the San Francisco city. So, and, and they're kind of shifting, and, and I was a little hesitant at first. Obviously, San Francisco is my home um, and is, like, going to be my headquarters for forever. Um, they're now, like, they're realizing this East Coast, West Coast thing is really kind of powerful. So I'm liking the way it's going. San Francisco, obviously still being the first hub where a lot of things are going to be built. Um, New York and, and their hubs are going to be, you know, coming in, I think hot on their heels uh, for some features. We saw uh, treasure hunts getting released there uh, this week. 
which was cool. So this East Coast, West Coast, and then the tiers inside of the city, right? So your your premium tier, your secondary tier, and your and your uh, starter cities. So yeah. So I, I think the Fresno was kind of an anomaly. I'll be curious when um, New York's starter city, because Brooklyn is not a starter city. Brooklyn's a true mid-tier, 50-50 with FSA um, and not FSA. So it's technically not a starter city. Absolutely. And if you want to be a big baller in Brooklyn, we have a package for you that we'll talk about this on this show. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. If you want to be ballerific, there's a... And you want to drop less than, and it doesn't even cost you a full Bitcoin. You can drop less than a Bitcoin, be ballerific, and make over $1,000 a month in Upland. There you go. Yeah, and that that is a really interesting. So with Brooklyn, they launched full collections, right? So, you know, we saw kind of the trickle happening with Manhattan, which I, I hope that they keep that as a mix. Like, I don't know if I want, like, all Tier 2 to be full released or what it is, but the the fact that now you have, there's still speculation. So if you're a gambler, right, and you want to gamble on a top, you know, um, collection, you could pick up Manhattan and potentially get a steal on the cost per UPEX uh, on one of those, you know, unrevealed collections. Brooklyn was like, nope, here it is. Here's all your collections. Go nuts. Um, so, actually, do you want to talk? What? Uh, it seems like you crunched some numbers. What? Uh, I want to ball out. Say I got a Bitcoin. You want me to drop a Bitcoin? Less than how a much, Bitcoin. How much do I need to drop? 40,000. 40,000. Okay. So, 40,000. How would I spend, like... What's my what's my forty thousand dollars spend? Let's say I, I have a Bitcoin. What's my forty thousand dollars spend that you see in Brooklyn? What right. would I do? Hold on, you're kind of left me. I was looking for my NBA Top Shot moment to give away later in the episode. So let me log in here to Upland. Is it? Are we talking Dumbo? Because yeah, it, it's so, du- it's a Dumbo collection. But I, I wanted to say so Dumbo. I wanted to get the exact numbers for everybody with the collections. Um, but what you can do there is it's a Dumbo collection in Brooklyn. Okay. So the 2.54 X, which is higher than San Francisco's financial district and just a little below San Francisco's iconic collection. Okay. So again, like this is where, like, this is really important for people to understand. Cause also this is going to affect if you're a holder of these properties in San Francisco, like, no, like, okay, well, now, for me, I'll be honest, I think Financial District has some hidden potential when banking comes out, et cetera. Um, obviously, nothing has been announced, not even actually even hinted at. It's like a 1,000% speculation, but it feels like now, especially with New York having a Financial District as well, that feels very much like it. Um, and then Iconics being more, that those, again, Iconics are something big. So Dumbo is just a... Um, a neighborhood, super cool. I love, uh, I love the name. Um, Down under Manhattan Bridge. Shut up! It stands for something. It does stand for something. Oh well, hopefully that isn't uh, T's <laughs> fact of the week. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, D- Dumbo stands for, hold on. It is down. Uh, uh, down, it would probably be down under Manhattan Bridge. Yeah, overpass. The O's for overpass. Oh, yeah, because I'm looking, I'm actually looking at the map, and it's Manhattan Bridge overpass. Okay. Yeah. So your Dumbo collection is 2.54x. Your financial district's 2.35 in San Francisco, and your iconic is 2.65. The only thing that kind of compares there in San Francisco that would give you the better thing is the curator collection at 3.8 with the value of those properties. Yeah, you have Crooked Lumbar, Painted Ladies, but those initial mints on those are pretty low. But the curator, uh, Dizzy, and uh, Noise to Meet You came in and balled out with those. So... You're looking for your biggest return on investment and your biggest uh, how, how can you get more UPEX per month for free so you can reinvest in the game and start playing with house money. Now, now this I, I will caveat this because, I mean, this, this strategy that you're speaking of specifically is maximize your interest. Right, which one day will go away, but until it does... And you're going to yeah. have pristine properties to build off of. Because I, I don't know, man. If I have 40 grand to spend in Upland, I don't know that I'm just... Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, go, go. all right. If you buy 202 Sand Street in Brooklyn. Okay. And that's I'm, about I'm doing this. I'm going to go buy them right now. Sand that's about Street. 16 million OPEX. Um, and then. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. These are some big properties. 237 Sand Street, N A S S A N Street. each other. Yeah. Yep. That's about 13 million OPEX. Okay. And then so you, we're at, uh, what, 29. Then I got you, them in my shopping cart. 29 million. Then you buy one 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 York Street. York Street for ten point six, I think, OPEX. So that will oh cost my you God. that will cost you a total of thirty nine million eight hundred and twenty one thousand seven hundred and sixty OPEX. Now that will they earn. all are next to each other. Yes. It's so gorgeous. And it's like on Sands and Gold Street. Like it's oh man. That's so cool. And and it borders get this. Trinity Park. Trinity, I said that really weird. Trinity Park. So you have three properties that border Trinity Park. Oh, sploosh. And you will earn 1,126,866 UPEX per month or 37,047.67 UPEX per day. Just off those three properties. Wait, how much? What was the the number? Uh, How much per month? 1,126,866 UPEX. No way. It's more than that. No, it's not. Add it up. Okay, so I get 580,000. Uh-huh. And I already forgot the number you said, but it sounded low. And 500,000. So I'm at 1,080,000. And then the other one's uh, 368,000. You're right. Maybe I was low on that. Maybe when yeah, I typed it's like it out, one point four million. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, when I typed it out, because I typed it out earlier. Yeah, it's yeah. one point four million. Okay. Yep. Sorry, one point four million. Oh man! If only you hadn't quote unquote reinvested your top shot. Holy crap! That would be the the trinity to buy. Oh. And Man, I mean that will put you cool. at like about forty five, forty six thousand a day in UPEX alone. Forty six thousand a day. Okay, that's hard to compete with. Like forty six thousand UPEX a day 
That's an absolute solid. Now, again, you're starting with $40 million, so um, you're, you know, that's a significant um, bankroll. And if you really want to do, like, low effort, like, that's that's pretty hard to beat. But I think if you were going to – the thing is, that is 100% an interest play. So I was, ta- I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today about – oh, well, don't you think these big properties are going to be worth a lot? And it's it's interesting because I go, okay, so let's say you pay 10 million UPEX for, oh, my God, I just, like, zoomed into another area, and they were all sold out. I was like, holy crap, if somebody just bought those, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, let's say you, you paid 10 million UPEX for 111 York Street, and uh, you wanted to, to liquidate that. Now, there are sales regularly in the 5 to 10x, depending on, on what you're like trying to do or anything like that. I, f- I think it would be very hard to get a 5x return. Like, I find it, I think it would be hard to sell for 50 million UPEX. And the reason being is there's nothing really unique about it except that it's the size and the interest. And the reason you buy that property is more or less because of the interest. And so at a 5x return, your interest, you're you're way better off just buying something else. You wouldn't buy it for the interest of that. So to me, there's not a compelling markup reason to buy that secondhand. Would you agree with that? Uh, or do, do you think it could still be worth 5x? Um, I'm always a person that says that if you're buying it for collections and interest purposes you never buy it secondhand unless you can only get it for like 10 15 percent over market because other other than that you're just not ever going to make your money back on it and you could always because moving on in upland more cities are going to open up i think they're going to have multi-city openings at some point in time now you we probably won't see the 17 percent interest with these uh big kickers that we're seeing now but yeah, you you got to think about what it costs to make your money back and why you're actually doing it. Yeah, and I think that that's a really valid point. Is I think two point five x won't be unheard of, like moving forward. So if you were going to purchase for the purposes of interest, then I'm with you. Do not buy secondhand and then that again that to me that puts into question like well that's a great medium term solution so let's say that uh and i haven't crunched these numbers but let's say that you could guarantee that interest for three years right yeah so you've you've made um what 1.4 million oh wait that's per month jesus yeah so (laughs) i I, I did i did do the numbers and I don't know where I miscalculated earlier other than just tired. So it'd be like 50 million. So you'd get your money back in three years. So it's 1,456,520 and 0.76 UPEX per month or 47,885.61 UPEX per day. Yeah. So, I mean, if, okay. So like, this is where you have to like speculate. Cause I go, if you can keep, if the interest stays the way it is for three years, then to me, that's easy because now you've made your money back because now you've made over 50 million in interest over three years. 
and you've obviously been able to reinvest like fifty thousand a day. Um, now, now if it, here's the thing, but that, if it goes in a, but if it, let's say in a year from now they cut it in half, like you're you're still know. money because if the, if you yeah. cut it in half, you, you've already gained. I mean, you've gained a ridiculous amount of upex. I mean, it, say so. What you said a year and a half I mean, from now. Yeah, so I mean, you get one point four. So you get like I mean, you've already made twenty six million a year. You call it twenty six million over eighteen what? months. Over, over 18, eighteen months. Okay, so you made half your money back in eighteen months. More than and half, because more than half. Okay, I guess if you're you're doing what forty? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've made. So as long as it stays stable for like eighteen months, I mean, it seems like that would be the interest play. Seems like a no brainer. So you Which, got the interest play, yeah. but here's here's the other caveat to it. There continue. So we started out with a fiat out. You could do five hundred, a thousand. Now we're up to ten thousand. There was a sale, and we'll talk about that later for ten thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But eighteen months from now, what are you going to be? You're going to be at the top shot levels where you can sell it for a quarter million, half a million, million dollars, and, and now you're having the influx of a lot of people. Multi cities open. I, I mean, you but could you I could turn around. I think the answer and, is no. I think the answer is no, though. You, you don't I, think somebody would buy your ten thousand or ten million upex property for uh, twenty thousand dollars? For two? No, not if there's nothing else special about it in Brooklyn. No, because in eighteen months, I'll have how many more cities? Like, no. Why would I buy one 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 York Street? What is special about it? It's not a landmark. It's in an average tier. I mean, it's in a rare collection, sure. But the primary reason I want that rare collection is the 2.5x multiplier. Um, You know, unless all of a sudden there's like a community built around Dumbo. Because as more cities open up, you're going to have more rare properties. And they're going to have more uh, 2.5x multipliers. So why would I pay double for that? No, I wouldn't. You want to pay double I would for go, that? Yeah. No. I, in my mind, I don't. I don't see that, and that's where I go. I think the market. I think people need to look at the market differently in Upland versus other areas because there are attachments. Like, okay, take top shots. There are attachments to certain players and moments, and I think the cities are the same. And you're going to have places like Wall Street. Hell yeah. Painted ladies, twisted lumbar. I think you're going to see continued growth and those super rare collections um, because they are so unique and they have meaning beyond like painted ladies are worth well more than their collection bonus. Twisted lumbar, same deal. Like museums are, eh, yes. And they also have an incredible multiplier, but like, financial district if they open up some features for sure but and actually every the rare collections in san francisco are actually completely in a different league which i think is interesting because again you have um the uh inaugurals which you no one buys inaugurals for the for the uh the interest rate and you have financial district which interestingly enough people were selling at or below mint even on some financial districts not too long ago to liquidate for other cities 
And honestly, like if you didn't believe that there was going to be some other benefit to financial district, it might make sense to consolidate, sell your financial district and go buy in Dumbo. Like you could crunch those numbers and figure out uh, the difference between a 2.3x and a 2.5x, how long it would take you to kind of make up that difference. I think it would probably be a significant time. But, and I wouldn't recommend if you're a financial district holder, I wouldn't recommend doing that um, unless you're going to sell it to Too Stupid because he needs some of that. Um, Iconics, yeah. So like, but then I look at like Brooklyn and I go, yeah, Dumbo is strictly an interest play. And absolutely. And you still have Main Street left there in Dumbo that will have an even bigger boost. And those are some big size properties too. Uh, I think one's like priced at probably six and a half mil. And uh, I forget what the other one's going to be priced. There's cheap ones, but yeah, that that's going to be another play right there. Who, who's going? Who's going to ball out on that? Yeah. So, I mean, those, again, might have some value, but I think people need to start looking, like, again, you need to have your portfolio as, like, your interest ones, which you strictly hold, you know, while we still have this great interest rate, and then what are going to be your your market sellers, right? So, what are the ones that you're going to sell for a profit, or... Which ones are you going to build on? Because, like, again, right now we're really focused on the buying and selling of properties because that's the main feature. But imagine once property development's up and businesses are up, what's going to be a marketable spot for you, which I will say probably has hopefully something to do with the $10,000 fiat sale that we uh, will talk about later in the show Um, that just happened today, literally hot off the presses. But yeah, yeah, I don't think Dumbo, I don't think you can sell your Dumbos for 2X. Like, I just don't see it. Because I think by then there'll be enough other areas open with rare collections that you would just go to them. But by that time, so you're saying you got your Dumbo now, 18 months, property development comes, you build something badass there on there. And it's it's a hot spot in Brooklyn where you have some great NFT galleries going on and you got a pretty cool business where who knows you know who knows what you got going on there but you got something hot and somebody's like i want to take that over well i mean now you're talking i mean you could do that anywhere right why would i why would i do that in somewhere where my land prices are so damn expensive because having a business there doesn't inherently increase the interest or anything um now in real life it's a huge apartment complex so what if you still have like a luxury apartment complex you're collecting rent from a thousand uplanders each month and you got revenue coming in that offsets the cut in interest (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean i think that those kind of businesses and again that would assume like if the community around dumbo um like rallies together i have three dumbo properties and actually i'll do a little self promote on here of like so the the reason one of the main reasons i went to dumbo um is to grab one very specific so as everyone knows i collect the number one right address number one which i think has a lot to do with the the sale we're going to talk about later today i'm just going to say that um i have no idea i would love if anyone when we talk about it i don't I haven't seen them on Discord or anything, but uh, who bought it? But I picked up the, it's One John Street. First of all, I just wanted it for that name. One John Street is, is a fantastic address, but it is the Spark Does that Brooklyn remind you Children's of your, uh, when you used to pick up those hookers back in the day? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, that's it's just, that's how that's how the ladies know me. One John. One John. <laughs> One John. Um, but it's the Spark. Brooklyn Children's Museum. So now we have one John Street and it's a spark and it's like off on its own. It's out near the water. Um, so you, so there's multiple pieces of um, like, uh, what do I say? Advertising or, or like marketable aspects to this property. So I fully expect that I could get, you know, a, a significant markup on the property because of the name, because of the location, because of uh, the marker on it, that it's a spark museum, etc. Now, if Dumbo blows up, if people go, oh man, we, we need to build up Dumbo, we're going to make these luxury apartment complexes, obviously those are other things that you want to look for once that happens. But at this point, it's just another neighborhood with a great markup. But it's very costly and... Like, Financial District was one of the last things to sell out. One of the last major collections to sell out. Yeah. Uh, for that exact reason. But they've really got to turn off these uh, collection chips. And that makes, that's the interesting point. <laughs> you, you talked about yeah. the uh, the um, inaugural collection. Now it's kind of pointless, you know, because the chips don't say, hey, this is this, this is that. You know, the only one that knows that you have it is you, unless you're somebody that's completed all the collections, then they know that you got it. And so it's well, no, I wouldn't say that because in San Francisco, so all of the red chips um, designate um, rare collections that, and you pointed this out, I didn't even put it together, that aren't easily designated by either a street name or neighborhood, like so not easily discernible on the map. Um, now, in New York, I think that they have gone quite overboard because there's quite a lot of these red markers. Absolutely. Um, so I think in New York, I value a red marked a little bit less. Now, in San Francisco, given that it is uh, Iconics or um, the Inaugurals. Now, granted, I honestly, and I don't have a, 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 a Iconics collection. I have a single Iconic. I truly think Iconics should have a different um, icon because I think that those are super cool. Um but the inaugurals, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see maybe doing something different for them. But I still think that that is something that people are going to want. These, to me, like that is a collection that no other city is going to have. That will be 100% unique. It is not based on, a, uh, on an address. It's not based on the top property type. It's not based on a neighborhood. It is literally based on these are the first properties that anyone ever bought in Upland. Well, so, yeah, th th those are pretty cool there that they're the first ever bought. But from a collection standpoint, it's like, man, you know, they have their they have their nostalgia and the importance and the value there being the first ones that were ever bought when they were before they even went to open beta, you know, late yeah. 2019. So that on its own itself, them being in the collection, it's like, man. Yeah, but see, to me, now you want to compare that to Top Shots. That's where I go, those are the LeBron basic cards of Upland, where everyone's like, these LeBron cards, these LeBron cards. Well, they're, they're, it's just a random LeBron thing. Like, these are random San Francisco properties. Some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are just, like, whatever. It's just whatever people minted. So I go... Yeah, I think that they inherently have some value because there will be collectors. But 
no way would Hong Kong, Tokyo, London come out if I can if I'm going to spend ten grand or, or even a thousand dollars. I'm not going to go buy a collection of of these. I'm going to go buy you know a block of new cool property potentially, right? Depending on the type of of uh, player I, I am. But then again, so that's where I go. Those will sell at um, a significant markup over base mint because of what they are. Um, and, I mean, we're already seeing that. And that's the same with, like, Hyatt Ashbury. Um, that's the same, really, for most of the, the collections now in San Francisco are getting to that point where it's all secondhand sales. Like, once a collection sells out, yeah, once- out you're paying a mem. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's I think the, that's why the San Francisco market is unique and will always be unique and why I'm more bullish. Now, again, I think Upland has done a great job of balancing now this kind of East Coast West Coast. So I think as Brooklyn collections sell out, once Manhattan's fully released and that starts to sell out, you might start to see some of the same things happening. Um, there, obviously, you're seeing it with the Wall Street type collections and the the skyscrapers, um, which I would I would do skyscrapers equivalent to um, uh, iconics in in a, in a way from a like a valuation of and kind of coolness and multiplier perspective, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think people need to be. You know, they need to have a game plan when they're buying. Absolutely. Because, uh, and also know that if you have spent any amount of money um, and you feel like it was a bad investment, you are not alone. I don't know of a single player that can say every single upland property purchase I made was 100% uh, the best purchase I could have made. Um, I still have dozens of properties in the middle of nowhere. Now, granted, if they're in San Francisco, you're, you're probably ahead, but holy crap, I spent so much on farmland in Fresno. (laughs) God almighty. I should have got, I need to get some upland overalls. Like, uh, you know, but but, eh, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, I'll open up some Fresno stores, but I'll need some place to store all my stock. Um, because, I don't know if people realize, like, uh, you, there's no stock rooms in, in, inside of Upland. If you create the stock, you have to place it on the map, um, which means that uh, your warehouses are essentially, which is weird to think about how that'll work, because your warehouse inventory is essentially on display around the city. Well, no, <laughs> because you'll rent it, because you got those warehouse areas down there on the south where people will build big buildings just to store it and charge you a rental fee. It's all about Ooh, making that dollar. True. That's true. But that, you, that could be. That's an interesting market, of like just like building huge warehouses to store your stuff. Be like, hey, you don't want your rare valuables out to be bugged. Like, so people are like, ooh, what's this? Like, just put it in the warehouse. But you know what? I'd rather buy than uh, than inaugurals. I what what would you rather buy? The JFK bounds. You can find deals every once in a while on some JFK bound eggs throughout San Francisco. <laughs> I tell you what, man, there there was a couple of questions on those eggs. I do like that. I'm curious if we'll see other events 
um, that generate property tags in other cities or even um, have them return to um, San Francisco. There are still some, obviously, some unminted properties there. The the JFK bound, the eggs, um, the SFO ones, not so much. There's only, what, 12 of those? No. How many? 24? Yeah, they did a couple waves. Yeah, there was a couple waves. That was, oh, man, Tron mode. Do you remember Tron mode? Yeah. <laughs> which which the kids nowadays just call your web browser. <laughs> but before, so I'll just tell this because this is a funny story. So there was an event um, that came out, and it was for the SFO opening, and they were putting markers on random properties um, around San Francisco, a very limited amount. And so you had to kind of scroll and like wait for it to pop up and there would be the icon that you know and love today. Uh, now, this was before there was a uh, web version supported. Uh, so you could do it on mobile, uh, either through the app or through the mobile uh, browser. But there was what people lovingly referred to as Tron mode, where you could go in as a developer on your screen and then uh, in your web browser on your PC and then say that you were on a mobile and you would get a much bigger view of the map, much like you would see today. And so when these came out, it was a big kerfuffle because there were some people who had act, who like knew about this Tron mode and were snatching these up and, and winning all these events. We're like, what the heck? Um, but yeah, so it was it was kind of nuts. Uh, there's they're very limited. Uh, probably one of my favorite tags. Although the eggs are particularly cool, I like the waves um, and then the increasing rarity and color and like all that kind of lore. I think adds and again like those type of things to me. I start to look when I if I'm buying a property secondhand, those are things I'm considering. Like and that's what I would say if you're looking to buy things secondhand that's what you should consider too. Like what are attributes of a property that will never change and give it some edge from a, an advertising or marketing perspective. What do you think? What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite marker? Dilusia. Di oh, Okay. I am just going to wing it here. Fantastic. Too stupid. I, I think uh, Too Stupid's doing a, a dizzy deuce. He's going to go collect some Opex. So I'm going to roll with it here. My, so I'll just, I'm going to humble brag. I don't care. I have, to my knowledge, the only property that has two eggs on it. So it was, so the way that the, the event worked is there was waves of these eggs an increasing rarity, uh, and then so each day they would release these eggs, and then you had to collect one of each to then win this huge prize. Which I don't think I remember who won. I don't remember at all. They're definitely not, at not all. on this call. Not They're definitely at all. not on this call, and uh, I definitely wasn't um, bitter about it at all. Um, yeah, not no. that like three of us floated over the property before. Um. <sighs> Got what a little advice. impatient. So I think I own one of the only two egg property. I own the, to my knowledge, I own the only two egg property in the game. Um, yeah. Although my favorite story from that event, 
And unfortunately, given the size of the game, will never be able to be duplicated in another event ever again. Is So Chinatown was selling out very quickly. And so with this event coming, it was only the egg would only appear on unminted properties. So everyone who was buying up Chinatown all decided to stop. Like it was like, hey, it was just like a small message group. Don't buy any more Chinatown. We want to try and get an egg to populate in one of the Chinatown, which again is a you know hundred one in a hundred thousand chance of however many properties were left. And uh, so they waited the entire event, and uh, it, an egg popped. And so no one bought the last property in Chinatown, and an egg popped on it. And then uh, it had already been pre-agreed on, like, who was going to buy it if, it if the egg popped, and, the, and they got it. I can't remember exactly who got it. But, like, that was – unfortunately, that will never happen because now it's just – the game's full of greedy little piggies. And uh, <laughs> they would, they'll just – Absolutely. Just snatch things up before that the limit. That, yeah. So, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite property marker? Do you, have a, do you have a personal preference? The favorite property marker. Yeah, is there a property marker? You're like, oh dang, these these property markers are super cool. I mean, I'm still on the egg. You like the egg? I like the egg. Uh, honestly, I was asking that because I just wanted to actually share my favorite property marker. Yeah. Do you know do you know what my do you know what my favorite property marker is? No. I don't know if you're being serious or not. <laughs> 1829 Jefferson Street. One of one Upland Genesis property. That's my favorite property marker. Yes. So. I, I it would shock me if it, if it was something else. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hmm. That's Hmm. Things that make you, although ironically, so that will, I'll never sell it. Hashtag, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say never. I, uh, there's an, there's a big ass asterisk mark on that. Um, uh, I would never sell it for a non absurd amount of money. Um, is the interesting thing is that that property owns exact earns zero interest. Because it was minted for zero dollars, <laughs> so it earns no interest. Nice. So, so if it ever did sell, it would have the highest markup of any property in the game at infinite versus mint, because it was minted at zero. So, just as a geek stat, geek stat of the geek, show, geeks, geek stat of the show. There you go. So, and technically I bought it. So technically it already has an infinite, it had an infinite markup. Yes. It was zero versus whatever I paid for it. Absolutely. So but, what do you look for? Now you have all these cities out there. You have San Francisco, Fresno, um, Clovis, Brooklyn, Manhattan. I don't consider Clovis a separate city for the record. Okay. Clovis is just an expansion of Fresno. Which is fine. And, I, and so I'm we have four. with that. We have four markets. There's yep. four markets, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, do you have a different strategy for each market, or is your thought process while looking for properties the same? Oh, wildly different. That's, I mean, that's that's a great question. So right now, Fresno, it's it's a seller's market. I mean, it's, I think it's sold out. If it's not, hold on. Let's it's insane. Go to, dun, 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 UpX World. We need an UpX World theme, like just a little like, Upex world. 
Um, I think that, like last time I checked, it was something stupid. Like there's 20 properties left. Um, Besides the locked ones, of course, the 10,000 that they have locked or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, oh, Fresno has, yeah, there's 7,000 locked. There's 400 unminted. Okay, so that's actually more. Maybe it was Clovis. Clovis has 17 unminted. Nice. So when you start looking at these graphs, like it's really interesting. Um, the uh, hockey stick, what's a reverse parabol? Para like the there is a massive sellout. So when Clovis was introduced, um, I mean, it sold out in what? I mean, essentially sold out 22nd in three days. Yes. Like three days, it was like 90% sold out, right? But now if you look at something like uh, San Francisco, it has a much steadier – it's consistently being sold bit by bit by bit. Um, but it, it doesn't have that kind of like hockey stick, reverse hockey stick. I'm sure one of these – stock nerds what's the reverse parabolic because you want if you want something to go up it's like the the parabolic curve where it just exponential curve but it's the inverse of that yeah i I just agree there yeah so um you know fresno the fresno clovis market um i think right now it's just kind of a you know honestly sell or hold for property development i would go there um, you know, I don't know what the base on it is. Is it still a thousand? I was buying a bunch of properties there. Um, like, so if you don't know this trick, I hope everyone knows it. You just kind of zoom out over a city and then go to the market, go click on your little, uh, building and that'll essentially, Oh, no way. What did you just find? Is the floor of, of Fresno really th- 2,800 OPEX right now? And there's only a handful. It's essentially 3,000. Like, it's more or less 3,000 OPEX right now. That's pretty nutty. Okay. That is. Uh, because me and I know Ben was was buying a bunch. Like, we were just doing these, like, 1,000 OPEX runs. Where it's just like, hey, I, I got an extra 20,000 UPEX. Well, I'll just buy any properties on the market that are 1,000 or less just for whatever. And people were making 2, 3X on them because they were picking them up for a couple hundred UPEX. Um, and we were just kind of helping pump the community. Um, but dang, that's crazy that the, the floor is now so high. So honestly, if you're, if you're a Fresno property holder and you paid under a thousand upex for your property, I would be listing at twenty seven hundred upex and getting your two point seven x. So, what are you using for a Fresno burner now? Are, are we at Brooklyn burners now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting. It, you still have fifty percent of the city as FSA, so it, it's pretty interesting there. Um, yeah, I don't know what the UPEX, the cost per up squared is where really where you need to look. You need to find yeah. the cheapest cost per up squared. So we rolled through 47 minutes already. We haven't talked about the $10,000 sale, and we haven't even got into the numbers yet. So we got to get rolling here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, yeah. I think like this was a, an important strategy session. Like, Absolutely. Um, I think we've, we've had a lot of really fun 
calls and guests. Um, I definitely, and maybe we need to, to segment, uh, put it separately or just have a dedicated segment for pricing. And I'm going to work. So those who know me, I used to have a pricing guide. I had a buyer's guide uh, way back in the day. Um, it, it started to just kind of feel monotonous given it was like the same 21 collections and is it, it felt a little stale given the way that the market is now, I'm definitely going to revive it. I'm going to be putting in um, some analysis across again, the four sectors as I see it uh, being San Fran, Fresno, Brooklyn, New York, or Brooklyn, Manhattan. Um, and also around like collections and some general guidance. Um, so yeah. And then maybe we'll have like a small segment just to, to talk about any any new trends that we're seeing there um, and stuff like that. Like if all of a sudden the base of price of like I would be selling, I'm going to go look at my own properties because can if you can get like and that's, three or four X on those things. Man. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting thing. So we had a $10,000 sale over on Kitty Island this uh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for Kitty Island property. Um Got ten thousand dollar fiat out sale, and that that's the max you can get out right now, and that's just the beginning. It it really is, as you know. Right now we're still in beta. They expanded it to another three hundred and seventy two players, but once it's totally open, you you're, you're going to have an influx. Once property developments there, you have some NFTs. You got a lot of cool stuff going on in Upland. You're going to see an inrush where you're going to sell anything that you want for almost any price that you want. I, I really see that coming, and it's going to be very. Uh, why you can't say something like that? Why not? Because it ain't going to be like everyone wants it to be the next top shot. It's like, not going to be the good. next top shot. It's. I mean, I want it to be the next top shot, but it won't. We all do, like, but it won't be. <laughs> it won't but, be. You're but, still like, going to have can't a... sell anything for anything. You can't go tell people you. Most 90% of you will never sell a property for $10,000. Like, let's be very clear on that. Right. Now, some of you will. And again, the if you want to talk about why that property sold for $10,000, it was number one community. First of all, the and I, I'll say it, like, I think the address has a lot to do with it. There's four plots there, and it was one of four. Like people like that as a collectible and it's off on its own Island. There's only four properties there. Uh, it has the retired. If you're a big crypto kitty fan, hell, who knows? Maybe that guy, you know, who, the person, we don't know who they are. The person made a fortune off of crypto kitties and uh, wanted to, to live on the Island. So there's a lot of unique attributes to that particular. In fact, I think the neighborhood, and I don't know, maybe up X world, just put it as this is cat, Cat Island, or is that actually? I'm curious if that's actually in the databases, Cat Island, or if that was just something that uh, Upbox World put. You will see big prices, Financial District San Francisco, Financial District Manhattan, Wall Not Street, seventy X. Like that's the thing. Like, oh yeah, what what yeah. what markup? What markup do you say for? I mean, like, I mean, high, think high, about high it. The, Ashbury, the, or any Ashbury. like mid mid level. Uh, how about Sea Cliff? see whatever that one is like the orange, the oranges and purples that are sold out like that maybe don't have a huge community behind them, but they're a, an original San Francisco, one of the 18 San Francisco unique collections. What, what kind of markup are you thinking? 
I mean, now you're putting it at a rarity in the original city. So once again, you go back to the collector standpoint. It's a limited edition. There, there's a a small amount that you can choose from. So you can see a pretty good markup on there. Absolutely. Once, it, unless you like make it the ghetto or you trash it with, you know, you don't <laughs> you don't have an organization building something good in a strong community. But then you can, but. Yeah. So this this is post property development speculation. Absolutely, they need to raise the ten thousand dollar fee out. I'm talking whenever they continue to raise uh, the raise the limit that you can get out. You know, it's going to be lucrative for the right properties, and if you can even be able to, just like a lot of people are doing in Top Shot, they're able to get you know, a pack and they're able to flip it for 300 bucks and they pick up a couple moments and they take that 300 bucks and then they flip that into a thousand. So it's just gradually scaling. And I can see that coming to Upland. What do you think the top three most valuable properties that have been minted today in San Francisco are? Like future potential, not like what they're worth today, but like what do you see as like three of your top picks of like if you own this, like this is this is money, money in the bank. Hmm. I really have to look. There's some nice big properties in the financial district, and then some of the museum properties. Um, those are pretty solid right there. Uh, you could take your pick from any of those groups in the financial district or the museums. Um, you also have some of the iconics would be top or any of the landmarks because we haven't seen much of the landmarks. Those buildings are coming. So that could go for big dollars right there too, because they're exact replicas of the buildings in real life. So you could get a big markup on those. Oh yeah. That's a, that's landmarks again. We haven't talked about it. like, but those again, those are to me, those are the cosmics of upland, right? Absolutely. Like, if the inaugural properties are your LeBron James common cards, uh, the uh, the iconics are your cosmics. And again, I, I would I would put, uh, yep, our boy Mixplit Ghirardelli Square, absolutely gem of a property. I, I would definitely put that very high on on the list. Um, I think um, painted ladies go very high on my list yes. of like. <laughs> You just, I mean, they're iconics, or no, they're they're landmarks, they're the painted ladies, some of them are inaugurals, and they're in Alamo Square. And they're iconics? Oh my gosh, they're iconic landmarks. They have like so many markers, you can barely see um, the, their, uh, the actual properties. The only downside I will give to them is they are rather small. Something like Ghirardelli Square is going to be an absolutely impressive. And I think there, I mean, there's several very impressive. Um, Basically what I understand yeah. about the painted ladies in your opinion is that your upland buzzer beater thoughts. Upland buzzer beater? What? Upland buzzer beater thoughts. What the hell does that mean? It's your upland spank bank, my friend. Oh, do I? Th- oh, I think about the painted ladies uh, late at night. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm just saying that's, a, that's. I mean, I invite them to John Street. That's for sure. There you go. But no, my sploosh number one pick, probably a bit biased, highest potential future sale, Genesis property. 
Not the Disney it's, Museum? It's, it's one of one. The Disney Museum, yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I think that that's very valuable. The submarine, super valuable. But Genesis property, one of one, only one. It's the first one ever minted. Anyone who knows anything about blockchains, collectibles, NFTs, the first one is always the most valuable. People pay stupid money because they want to have that first one. So that's true. Me, so you shouldn't. You should wait for them to open it up for a million upix. Then I mean a million uh, dollars. Sorry. Well, I definitely wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't sell it for ten thousand today. No, like I, I'd kick you in the sack. <laughs> like i mean somebody would offer me ten thousand right now and i'm like no i'm no. not selling it you gotta wait now, for, you offer the... me a hundred thousand okay now we have to have a conversation we'd be talking offline like how can we make this work yeah. apparently i need to get some bitcoin so i can diversify and apparently i need to go buy some theta or some nonsense you gotta buy a lot of stuff you'll be okay but i'm only gonna buy theta so i can sell it and get more b you even said you can't buy B. <laughs> That's right. You can't buy B. B is a sweat equity program. You can only get B by clicking the damn button. I was very, I was very excited last week. Um, yeah. One of our listeners hit us up and said that they heard about B from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And they signed up and they signed up under me. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like outstanding. I go, I love it. And then they only be mine for like a day. Right? Dude, how are you going to do me like that? I got to sit there and look at your stupid red dot every day. And I ping and you I, every I'm gonna day. Ping you. I'm going to ping you every day. Like you're going to delete this app or you're going to click this damn button. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> true story. I made my mom sign up. That's a hundred percent true story. She's like, what is it? I'm like, just every day I'm going to send you a message and just click it and think about how much you love me. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. Her birthday's tomorrow. Woo woo. Nice. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. She, I mean, she doesn't listen to this podcast at all, but still. Yeah. Put that out in the universe. But yeah, it was. I was checking out the B app you mentioned in the podcast, but you need a referral code. Can you provide one? I gave it to them. They signed <laughs> up and then they did it for a day and I ping them every day and it's just like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, well, that sucks. That's very disappointing. <laughs> right <laughs> come on man uh ah. yeah that's good times yeah so we do have to hurry up and get into our numbers and this week uh it's being provided by upx world it's still in the development phase but uh some interesting things and i do have to get a validation on this 87 new directors right? this week is that true well i ran the numbers so I did the query for last week, and I think it matches the data that we have, which was like 34. Yeah. So I think that's correct. I think we have 87 new. I I don't know we even have enough time in the podcast to read. Because yeah. these are all, these got to be these Brooklyn boys. Like, I, I want to know what Shadow is Chaser's doing because Shadow Chaser, we call out his name like every week as being a new director. Like, he pops in and out just to like <laughs> re register on purpose, I think, just so to hear his right. name on the podcast. Jack, so the big one, Jackman, Shadow, Bodansky, Silver, Emma, I can't even. 
No one, you. Ta- I'm trying to see Ooh, if there's dead any coins. Like, dead dead coins is a cool. One. I'm just gonna look for yeah. cool names. That's it. That's all you're getting. Joey Joe, I like Joe. Roman Ju- Just just Juju, I like just Juju. Green Dragon, solid. Four, God, people are four <laughs> spelled out twenty. Come on, yeah, come on, dude. This is no come longer nineteen ninety. Like, like, come, you're it's like. Although, like, don't we all have that old like Xbox account that we made ten years ago? Mine's No Thugs with a Z, like, because I can't. Yeah, I got nothing. Brainwash, that's pretty cool. Uh, and they're not. They're not like really in. We'll work on it. This is the first week that Upx.World's providing it, and they just started uh, a couple days ago on the project itself. Um, we do have six new executives. Ryan six hundred. I think he popped in and out before, but uh, oh, yeah, Bitavici, like Kaiser, Locke, and uh, Bookham Dano. Bookham Dano. He's uh, we got a cop. Cop. Watch cop. out. Cop. Yeah. Wait, Book- where's Bookham Dano? Oh wait, hold on. Are you new okay? executive. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, what about Ka- Kang Chu eight eight eight? Yeah, I, I missed Kang Chu eight eight eight. But we had one hundred and thirty one Fiat sales. Uh, we had fifty one thousand three hundred and thirty four properties minute. That's definitely due to the Brooklyn release. Um, we had. So I mean, that's like a two two and a half x of what we did the previous week, eh? Yeah. And that's something that Opex World is going to work on is comparisons from week to week. Um, I mean, you could just run. I I was looking at it, but like you yeah. could just change. You know, at the top you can change the numbers, the date range, right? Yeah, it'd be more convenient in a single one. But yeah. yeah, but just being able to look at it on a single screen to say last week was this instead of having to flop back and forth. I like the data ready to provide to our listeners. And uh, congratulations, there, Dizzy. I mean, you're gonna say why? Or you're just gonna say? No, I'm just gonna say congratulations and move no, on with no context at all absolutely not no okay. dizzy hit 100 uh 100 100 million up x net worth psycho yes i mean congratulations congratulations <laughs> yes toggles in at second at 77.8 million or call it 0.9 and noise and tm at 49.8 and thank me later at 42.6 yeah, I'm slacking. Yeah, I'm not slacking. really. I mean, I I don't know. I gotta I gotta get. Uh, I, I'm not uh, personally. I'm, I'm I'm doing the dividend collection. Um, I, I'm waiting for for features. So for me, uh, again, I think you need. I would recommend players like figure out what your strategy is. Are you East Coast West Coast? Those are going to be um, kind of. I think where one. I think that like that's going to be an ongoing theme. East Coast versus West Coast. Get very comfortable getting on a train to go to get on a on a on a plane to go take a you know p- participate in an event. But that makes and, no sense. You're in Brooklyn and you have to take a train to Manhattan to go to the airport. You're closer in Brooklyn to the airport than you are in Manhattan. Hey, it's it's a fantasy. Like it's still a digital. Like they have to. I like the mechanics. Because it makes you think about your choices. Now, granted, when those choices are like, I'm going to take a, a four-minute train ride so I can get a send uh, because there's not enough sends in Brooklyn. Like, that can be a little frustrating. Although, 
I also go, that's a strategic gaming element. Are you blowing all your sends just like willy-nilly? Like, are you willing to send to a place and then buy a neighboring uh, property just so you can move around? Are you going to buy a secondhand property just so you can send for free? Those are things that top players do. Like, if I know that I need to head in a direction, I'm going to spend one send and I'm going to buy a property that I will then use as my launching pad. Like, Th- that creates a level of like that's why there's not infinite sense. It's a it's part of the game, and I think it was brilliant to see people going back to Manhattan. Like I can get a send easier in Manhattan, but that's if you've established yourself. So again, you have to think which areas am I going to participate in events in? Which areas do I want to maybe potentially buy or compete in property purchasing or treasure hunts? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna want to spread yourself out too thin, because if say you want to be a treasure hunter. Pick a city, then you need to buy strategic properties around the map as low price as you can get um, to be able to pinpoint. There's a whole lot of other reasons that you're buying properties beyond just trying to get that interest stack. Uh, But you need to figure out kind of where your home base is going to be and then figure out what kind of competitions you want to compete in uh, and then go from there. Hey, Hey, look at that. The top 10 Fiat sales this week. Top two, San Francisco. 10 G's for one community visitor center on cat Island. Yeah. And that's what I was like. There's, I wonder if that's like from the database or not, but yeah. But then you have uh 1336 hate street. And then that's a high hate Oshbury uh, collection, but then it's Manhattan, 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 followed up by San Francisco with an Alamo square for a hundred bucks. Well, $99. Hey, there you go. Jackman, get it, Jackman. Jackman, man, Jackman was all over the place. He was Koreatown, like, actually, Tribeca, like, Alamo Square, making some uh, good per- purchases. Yeah, financial district in um, that's the uh, uh, Manhattan stand. Dang, yeah, Jackman, shout out if you listen, man. You picked up some good scores. Now, Rexus, Rexus, how how we're we gonna say their name? Raxius. It's like Lisa. So is Isa. So Raxisa. Raxia. Raxia. Yeah. Oh, and TM. Sorry, TM's still going dumb with his six thousand total properties. Oh my god, maniac, dude! I saw that that number the other day, and I had I like did a double check. I was like six thousand properties. Is that is that legal? Are you allowed to own that many properties? Madman. Absolutely. Slumlord extraordinaire. That TM. Yeah. And Dizzy. Dizzy's got his 3,000. And all his Harlem properties now, he's like selling for stupid amounts of money. Good job there. Just raised the floor in Brooklyn. You making good money on that? You making... I'm curious if Dizzy... You, you selling a lot of Harlem? Like you... Are you doing that Harlem shake? You shaking them Harlem properties off or what? <laughs> I'm curious. How do you get, uh, how we get it to laugh from them? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Selling a few a day around 15K. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty good. 15K is, is I mean, that's 15 bucks a pop. That's solid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's something... Uh, we do got to get a couple of special episodes put together here coming up 
over the next couple of weeks to put out. So episode 50, um, we got giveaways. All right. What are you giving away? So here's the question I have. We can do uh, two different giveaways. I have a top shot here. What is this? This is cool. Oh, this is on Moment Ranks. Moment Ranks. I like that it like has the moment as like a stock. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fun website. Let's see here. Let's see what that one's worth. I might change my mind after I type it in. <laughs> uh, look at this. Perfect. What's per- perfect means it's the last it's one. It's the last one. Ooh. I mean, that's interesting. All right. Now, I'm surprised they don't have the... What the... F- <laughs> you can't give that away. No, I can't give that away. I, I... Um, and now, I'm, I'm curious. They don't have the... which. So, one of the in- really interesting things about um, Top Shots is one of the highest, like, valued, like, spikes beyond, obviously. Mint number one is obviously a spike. But then jersey number matching, which I love that that is a um that that's a thing and i was thinking about that like what's the equivalent in upland like if your address matches your up square size i don't know but that's <laughs> i i always i thought that was kind of cool um yeah let's see here i need a series 1 to give away oh i know who series 1 you can't be giving away series one. You're gonna make why not? You're gonna set the bar too damn high. What are they gonna do? What should they do for a series one? What's that jersey number? What's that number? Like, is that your points for this? Oh, like that's the um, whatever you buy packs or I don't know. It's uh, it's dumb. It's competition. I, I don't care. I just want the money. <laughs> that's. So now I, it's interesting because I mean this, I mean obviously each NFT project is the same, but I, I go, man, how and th- this Top Shots is just insane. Like their marketplace is down so damn much, it's crazy. You can't register to get a new account. Your fiat out is like trickled, um, like it's crazy. Um, but people are still flocking to it. So I, I, do you worry about that at all? Like, do you worry about the, it just like collapsing because like their backlog of things that they need to fix, they can't figure out the scaling. Like the NBA finally is just like, we're going to take our product somewhere else. We'll figure it out. Like, is huh. that a worry for you? As I mean, you're a pretty, at this point I would say you're fairly, even though you're playing with house money, you're still fairly invested. A- absolutely. I mean, I just want my money before it bottoms out. I mean, I, I believe that there's going to reach a bubble. The bubble's going to burst. And I'd like to have a significant amount of money when that bubble bursts that I can buy back into it for future. But yet at the same point in time, I want to make sure that I get the majority of my money that my account's valued at. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Good let's, luck. Let's see here. We can go with the... Okogi. Just pick one. You're just pick one of these ukis. Who's a yeah. who's an uki? Give me an uki. I'm going with an uki. I'm looking at the value because once again, I don't want to um, <laughs> give give huge uh, 
Come on, these people are dedicated listeners. They've had to listen to right. fifty episodes of nonsense. And in this time, I figured you would think of something that they can do to earn this NBA top shot. Ooh, ooh! What do they need to do? They got to go back through a couple of episodes. What do they need to find out over the previous fifty episodes? Hmm. How many f bombs have I dropped? <laughs> you have to listen to every episode and count the number of f bombs. Uh, <laughs> that seems that seems like an insanely cruel task. I, I don't think we have enough because also on... you would have to listen to them and find out what the answer was. Well, no, because we got the cr- transcribe, so it's pretty easy with the transcribe. Which, oh, what? Really? Yeah, we can transcribe our episodes. So I, I'm not too worried about that, but I don't think we have enough on our account to transcribe that many hours. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So you just have to go back and listen with a little clicker. Yeah. Pre, yeah. TMS pre and post show. No, numbers don't go up that high. Like they haven't invented <laughs> numbers that high. Stir says he doesn't trust the AI and he wants a recount. It hasn't even happened, and there's already recounts. Being dem- <laughs> Are you from Florida, Stir? Says that you're just in the Florida, Ohio. He's from New Mexico. New Mexico. You don't get recounts. Yeah. So okay, we'll go with the Josh Okogi dunk base set series Ooh, it's, one. It's Okogi. 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 I don't know. Josh. I'm not a basketball. Oh, dude, guy. that's a sweet dunk. See that looks cool. Yeah, I like that lime green. The yeah. jersey is is cool too. So this is valued at one hundred and twenty one dollars uh, for uh, series number twelve forty eight. So what do they need to do to earn this? Can't go back and listen to f bombs. No, that would be mean. That would be mean. Um, how many? Can we say how many different guests? Do you know how many guests we've had on the show? I do. And that's usually okay. uh, easy to count because I usually put the guest name in the title. So that's kind of cheap. Oh, but we've had surprise guests too. Ooh, that is true. Oh, let's see here. Let, let's go with, they need to go. How many guests, including surprises? I do know that. Okay. Which, and, and again, it won't be the first. It'll be like whoever gives us that number will be entered in a drawing for this. Right? Yes. So that's, what, that's what we're going to do. And then what episode did you purchase a property and how much for? for? Ooh. I don't even know that answer. <laughs> yeah, we you started asking me questions and uh, about certain things and i was giving you answers and then you're like all right i just bought it and i'm like what i, I remember that i just don't remember what property it was. now i got oh you stumped me oh question from tm do t davis's appearances count only prior to the, the, new, york the new york minute yeah once the new york minute was officially minted then that doesn't count but if he ever appeared prior to that good question good clarification yeah so we got. So who counts like when people just jump in? Ha huh? Yeah, yeah. That's you got to count those. Those are a surprise. If we name the person who jumps in, that's a surprise guest. Absolutely. And then let's see. We need one more. Oh, you're gonna. 
I think I think we need some tweets, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like you need to tweet. And you can tweet. I think you have to tweet the answers and tag us. Yep. That's it. So you got to tweet the answers to that. What property did I buy for how much and how many people were on? And uh, tweet and at the UpX podcast. I like it. That's good. And you will uh, earn, you'll get your name thrown into a drawing to get. A... Assuming you get the answers right. You yes. can't just be like. Yeah. You can't yeah. answer like two guests, episode three, 5,000 UpX, and I tweeted stuff. Yeah. So if you were a guest, are you still eligible? Yes. yes. If you were a guest, you're still eligible. If you were a host, you are not eligible. That's correct. So, uh, uh, and if you don't have Twitter, then shame on you. Pick up a Twitter, pick up a B account, and then come back and talk to us. Absolutely. And uh, series ones continue to go up. Uh, Dizzy, <gasps> Dizzy. Wait, if you get a Twitter and a B account, can we have a birds and the bees conversation with you? Maybe. Uh, oh, there you go. There birds you go. and the bees. Get your Twitter. Get your B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just ask Dizzy if you want to know series one value. Because uh, he still says too soon and cries about it. So, fetal position. So, it's good. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, I mean, this is easily worth over $100. Like, you could you could sell it right now for over $100. And I got some Upland t-shirts I still need to give away. Oh, I got some Upland t-shirts. I will, we will make this prize pack valued more than just this card. Because I will, I'm sure I'll do some crazy stuff, too. So, and participate, I a- get these numbers. And yeah. T. Davis said he'd throw property in, and I got a uh, NFT, um, one of the original Upland Art NFTs of the UpX podcast, or, I mean, of my Block Explorer. Oh, yeah? <gasps> the director's cut? Yeah, I think I got a couple of those. I did you dirty on the director's cut. I'll be honest, like, full, like, disclosure, your director's cut's my least favorite of the director's cut series. And that's 100% on me. Um, because I did not, I, I tried to do some things in yours and it didn't quite work out. Some of these other director's cuts, I absolutely love, like they're so cool. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'll give a, if I don't have more than, uh, just my number one, number two director's cut, I'll give away one of my, I, I do have a couple of, uh, UFA fan art low yeah, mint get, numbers. Yeah. Oh, I think I got some of those. Um, <laughs> uh, my my boy Jim Juice made some of those uh, cereal, uh, the, the, cereal <laughs> the upland developer yeah. cereals. Um, I'll I'll give away a couple of those too. I'll give away maybe a couple sets of those. Actually, we're gonna give away a ton of stuff. That's it. And see, now aren't you? I'm sure everyone who's oh. listening is like, "Wow, I'm glad you didn't think about this ahead of time because you probably would have made a reasonable, you know, promise." Absolutely. Now we're just like, what? It's like, <laughs> we're just like looking around. I'm like looking around my office. Like I got an empty Fiji water bottle here that I'm going to throw in. Uh, label is ripped off. Cap is chewed on. And that could be yours if the price is right. And what guest did we throw a timer on and it threw him off the <laughs> whole game? <laughs> That's the only way I know that answer. Uh, <laughs> I think you, uh, you shook his uh, mental, what's it? Mental model. Mm, you shook his mental model. That's what it is. 
Yeah, that, that threw him totally off when we shared screen timer. Just like, Dude, that threw everybody off, man. I peed a little <laughs> bit. I'm not even going to lie. I was dying. <laughs> yeah, and episode. Yeah. Oh, man, you're... I'm what? confused. Now Now this is turning into one of his contests. What are you doing? No, not at all. Now you're giving it away. <laughs> it, it's, well, I'll it, give you some hints. <laughs> yeah, I got to guess, like, fuck, I, I'm not thinking I'm going to fit in a tweet. You only, get, you only get so many characters. Yeah. You're making them write the damn it, Bible. Like, okay, how many guests? You just got to put the number. Which okay. episode? You just got to put which episode and how much you sold the property for. Uh, sold or bought? I mean, bought. Sorry. How much you bought a property for. Sorry. And okay. uh, what guest did we put a timer on and which episode was that in? And you just tweet the answers, tag the podcast, and... Uh, That's so much. No, it's not. I mean, we're giving away a Series oh, wow. 1 Top Shot Essentially, card. Essentially, if you do all these tasks and you're all right, I, I will probably... I can't guarantee you'll get something because if for some reason we have a huge explosion of people, but like it sounds like you're almost certainly going to win something if you go through this nonsense. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to give away for this nonsense to celebrate our 50th episode. 50, man, that's huge. 50 podcasts. Yeah. Man. Doing good. Uh, if you had the same, ooh, what if we had the same guests multiple times? Is it number of unique guests or number of total guests? Um... This is this must be what it feels like to be the Upland development team whenever they make any announcement about absolutely ever. like geez how many unique guests unique I think unique I mean yes you can just copy the last tweet you see but it could be wrong remember the Halloween episode remember the <laughs> Halloween contest I mean you could copy it but at your own peril might be make wrong sure you're, like let's be you know. You know, cheat off the Asian kid. Make sure you get it right. Um, Stop the hate. Listen to Jeremy Lin. Stop the hate. Dude, that's a hate. Asians are really good at tests. (laughs) (laughs) That was a compliment. Okay. All right. So, yes, we got a lot of stuff to give away. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think we were going to get through the entire episode (laughs) without something questionable. It's the 50th anniversary. (laughs) Like, come on now. I could not give you something. Yes, so it uh, great pleasure doing fifty episodes with you. Well, minus two, but still, well, yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's also T Dag, T Davis, and B Dag also. But we've been together fifty episodes as the Epics Podcast, bringing you updates each and every week, multiple times a week with special guests, special episodes. So it's always been a pleasure, and it's always fun putting these things on. And once again, we run along because Thank Me Later and myself really love talking about this game and how you can help players coming up players that are already developed and uh, where we think the game is going in the future because it is just a game. (laughs) We didn't even get into, and I'm not even, I'm going to save that for a future podcast on the arguments we were having before, because that'd be a whole nother thing. Ah, so sad. I, we got onto a real good discussion and missed the fun. No, I think it was like probably one of our most like, like I would, I would label this like if you want to learn about the current ecosystem and like what you know some players think about it, like you should listen to this podcast. This is a good one. Yeah, I guess if you've listened to it now, you're like, yeah, I know, I just already listened. Yeah, to it. dumbass, I listened to it already. Thanks. 
<laughs> so yes the numbers this week were provided by upx world uh they'll continue to tweak it as they're taking over the data from dailyuplander.com which is still up and running theme song is done by mars utah make sure that you like us give us a review if you're listening to us on apple subscribe to the podcast so you know when we drop something new and uh share and follow us on twitter make sure you're sharing you know let's grow this twitter base let's go grow this upland family uh, yeah, you, know, you got anything else? Um, no, again, huge shout out to Upex World. Um, Hacker is a one man uh, development army. Um, if you're a part of the fan server, you've seen, you know, we're, we're really pushing uh, the Patreon support. Uh, we've added a tier, even if you just can give a dollar. Um, just to show your love uh, for the data and everything, um, it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of his time uh, to make those, and we are constantly working on uh, improvements uh, to both the fan server bots and to uh, Upex World itself. So, your support is much appreciated um, by uh, all those involved. Yes, and as always, uh, look forward to listening to. T. Davis and B-Dag early next week, and we'll join you next Thursday. Everybody be safe, have fun, hit us up on Discord, talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin'